When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, featuring the interview with special guest, Anthrax drummer, Charlie Benante. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and today's interview features a special guest who is a member of one of the big four bands, Anthrax, and that is drummer, coffee entrepreneur, songwriter, riff master, Charlie Benante. Charlie and I talk about his passion for coffee, the upcoming Blu-ray DVD release from Anthrax, Kings Among Scotland, their Kill Thrax tour going on pretty much right away here, and of course uh, his thoughts on the Slayer calling it a day and uh, their part on the Slayer Farewell Tour. So here you go, from Anthrax, Charlie Benante. I'm here with Charlie uh, Benante of Anthrax, of course. Charlie, uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Where am I talking to you from, by the way? Are you in New York right now? or? No, I'm next in Chicago. Okay. You live in Chicago, is that right? Mm-hmm. You guys get a bunch of snow over the, I don't know, last 24 hours? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's a bunch of snow, but it's kind of white okay. out there. I'm up in St. Paul, and we got about, I don't know, 900 inches overnight, so I'm all snowed in. So. Oh, God, well, you know what? <laughs> I guess it's part of the, yeah. you know, no the doubt. area. Well, uh, I want to start with uh, probably uh, something I think is very important. Who has better coffee, you or Dave Ellison? Um, well... <laughs> <laughs> And put you on the spot. Uh, of course, I'm going to say myself, but uh, I mean, uh, a brief history of the of the coffee is, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while now. Um, Dave Dave uh, started his own thing about a year mm-hmm. or so ago, and um, he knows how passionate I am about coffee, and uh, I know Dave loves coffee too. Um, so, uh, did, did he, uh, did he consult you at all or? Oh, we talked about, you know, we've always talked coffee, you know what I mean? Um, I remember we were doing these clinics a couple of years back and we were driving in a van and both of us like, we're just like, hit that Starbucks, please. Hey, can we go to the Starbucks? <laughs> hey, can we go to back to that Starbucks? You know? So, um, he has a, a, a an appreciation of the of the bean just like I do. Okay, uh, and I, I watched a, uh, an episode of your talking coffee. It was a little more interesting. Uh, uh, I like it was the one with uh, Tom Araya, but you kind of got into yourself. How you like the whole experience? Um, 
so so for you it's almost like a uh, i don't know a ritual each morning or oh absolutely um if i'm home it's it's a, a certain type of experience if i'm out on tour it's a totally different experience because <laughs> um i i don't like to have coffee with anyone like when i'm out out on tour, I like to get up and just go do my own thing in whatever city I'm in. Either I'm going to find a Starbucks or I'm going to find a local mom and pop mm-hmm. coffee place and uh, just kind of get into that. And um, I feel, I feel for me that um, that's how I like my days to start. Um, I like to have that experience in the morning, whether I'm home. Um, I have a system here that I wake up early, take my daughter to school, come home, make my, make the coffee. Um, and, uh, on weekends it's a different thing because I don't have to take her to school and then we can just enjoy the, the whole coffee experience, you know, together. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, the smell of coffee in the morning is almost like a sign that it's time to, to start your day. I, I like it anyway, but. I mean, to me, it's like, I remember those commercials for the army, Navy, whatever. And they're like, uh, we do more before nine o'clock than most people do. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm busy making coffee at that point. <laughs> Are you a French press guy or a, a drip? How do you make your coffee? So I like I like different ways of making it. When I need it right away, boom, I need it to just, you know, be brewed or whatever. I love the French press. The thing about the French press is that it holds the bean in it soaks the bean in, 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 in water for, for a bit. With an aeropress, you're actually pressing the water into the bean and you're getting I think the most Hmm. out of the bean you know mm-hmm. so it just depends <laughs> if i i see there's there you have be all end all and for forever metal are those the, the the only two roasts you're serving right now or selling right now well say that again you, you kind of broke up i'm sorry uh your your two blends are the be all end all and forever metal that's that's the main two correct those are the main two but we also have this other one that we did with uh, the frenette bronca people Okay. Um, which is more like a specialty type of, of, of blend. And before I forget, people can buy this on your website. Do you uh, do you have any retail outlets carrying this at all yet? Or oh, here in Chicago, there's the coffee company that I'm associated with called Dark Matter, and you can go to their their locations and and pick up some. Okay. Um, I'm a dark roast black coffee guy. Which is there a blend that you would recommend? Uh, the purple bag that I have. Okay. That that's going to be the the most kick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. when you drink it, you're definitely going to get that kick uh, when you when you uh, and when it hits your palate. Um, the, the red one is a more of a milder blend. Um, so. But yeah, but I'm looking into another another one that I want to do. Cool. It's all about the the bean roast, correct? Am I? I don't know a lot about the process, but you buy the beans, and it's how it's roasted that it gets its flavor. Is that correct, or am I? It's, it? 
different regions of where you get the beans, of course. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about taking something that's green and making it brown, or, or in my case, black. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, uh, let's get into some uh, uh, anthrax talk. You're doing uh, this is the second uh, kind of journey out with uh, you're calling the Killthrax tour. Uh, when do the tour days start on that? I know you're going to be in my town on February 24th. Uh, we start this on this Thursday, actually, up in Montreal. The last few times you, uh, I had a chance to catch anthrax. You weren't able to make it because you're dealing with that carpal tunnel. How you doing? Well, I'll be fine now, and then, you know, towards, you know, two, three weeks into the tour, I just need to rest a little bit okay. and then come back. So it's something you would probably be looking at dealing with the rest of your life a little bit, or? As long as I'm playing drums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I also saw this morning that Slayer announced their farewell tour, and uh, Anthrax is going to be on that. Uh, any thoughts about Slayer kind of calling it a day? Um, you know what? I think I've known for, for a while now that maybe uh, some of the guys in the band maybe were feeling it a bit mm -hmm. at this at this point, and I could totally understand that because I feel it too. <laughs> um, I guess when I when I saw it yesterday, it kind of hit home with me a bit, like, um. I actually got a a feeling of putting a time stamp on things. Hmm. Um, I never look at age. The only time I look at age is when someone brings it to my attention or someone posts my birthday in the papers and stuff like that. Right. That's when I look at it. Or nowadays it's become really, really common for the people that I looked up to who are now passing on. Um, so when Slayer put that thing out yesterday, it kind of hit me in a way that was, fuck, man, you know, this this ride is, you know, I'm coming, maybe we're all coming to the end of our mm -hmm. ride here a bit. And I think it probably startled a lot of people, uh, both musicians, both fans, you know, I, I think uh, life is starting to catch up to all of us. Yeah. Um, fans too. That's what I mean. Fans are just like, uh, I think they're all worried now that what's going to be left. These shitty bands <laughs> that are coming up now. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, on that sense, I, I will tell you this, all of the big four and, and so many other bands, you've all given us more than I think any of us thought we'd get when we were 15. You know what I mean? Uh, so to the fact that we're still talking about it this much later, you know, it, it should almost be more celebrated than uh, treated like a, I don't know, a depressing situation anyway. That's my thoughts. I mean, I'm, I don't think we're going to treat it as a depressing thing. Yeah. But I meant the fans. I think the fans want to be, I think the fans want these bands to live on forever. And of course, so do I. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, there's so many factors in, into this. Um, you, do you want to go see your band and do you want to come out of it going, Oh my God, that was terrible. They barely could play. <laughs> um, because I've witnessed that. Yeah. And, me too. and it's like, Ooh man, you feel bad. And like, you don't want your 
favorite artist or favorite band to go out like that. But yet there's a part of you that's like, no, 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 nostalgia, man. I still need this in my life. Don't do this to me. Um, because it, if there's one thing you have to remember, it, it could either be a song, it could be a movie or whatever. It's always going to take you back to that place where you were probably most happiest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big thing, especially for all of us to um, go back to a place that was safe, happy. You didn't, you had no responsibility. Who cares? Who cares what time it is? I don't give a <laughs> fuck. You, you know what I mean? I know oh, exactly shit. what you're talking about. It's like, remember the days of just staying up all fucking night just to finish the video game and not worry about the next day? I mean, yeah, things like that. I mean, being on tour, staying up all night, drinking, listening to music, bonding, and then getting up the next day and doing it all over again. And man, just, you know, it's uh, not not having the weight of the world, not having anxiety about what's someone going to tweet today. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. It is. It's, it's a different world, that's for sure. Uh, so I should mention too that, uh, well, pe- based on what you're saying, people really should, if you feel that way, get out and check out this tour. Cause it also has, you know, it's Slayer, you guys, Testament, Lamb of God. And, uh, I'm sorry. There's another band, I believe I just, it's basing it right now, but, uh, that, that tour kicks off at the beginning of May, I believe. So look for those dates. Yeah. That starts in mid May, I believe. Okay. Cool. Um, another big thing coming up for Anthrax is on uh, April 27th, uh, Kings Among Scotland DVD Blu-ray is being released. Um, I, I, did you? I saw the cover is you know the whole uh, Kiss Rock and Roll Over thing. Did you know that April 27th? I believe that's Ace Frehley's birthday. Of course, it's my sister's birthday too. Okay, and that's how <laughs> that's how we know. But you know, for years and years and years, I always wanted to do a version of a Kiss record for something and this idea just kind of lent itself to it um there's a little hidden secret little things if you look into the cover you'll find certain things in it but uh gene gave us the thumbs up and uh that was great oh cool uh did was unmasked in the running at all or maybe the elder is a spoof <laughs> my favorite album cover by them was Rock and roll over, yeah, that's and, a great or, one. Was... Or destroyer. Th- those two covers to me, uh, I remember spending days, you know, just looking at those covers. Oh, and, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, recreating them, trying to draw those covers, and it was. Uh, mine all had like little trace marks. I'd lay like thin paper over it and try to. Mine still do. It. Yeah, well, I'm sure mine <laughs> do too if I dug them out. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I. The, not just Kiss, but that was where it started for me. But I would just get lost in the album art. And it's just, I don't know. I used to read every fucking thing from every band. I would sit there with my albums and just read liner notes. Um, uh, everything. Uh, just It was just, I was ob- obsessed with all that stuff. And that's why to this day, I insist on doing great packaging for our covers. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's important to me and I know it's important for other people out there. Not everybody, um, uh, you know, listens to music with these little tiny pods and 
and you know, I think heavy metal fans are the are the proud ones that still enjoy opening something and like, oh, cool. You know, I'm glad that these guys still do this, and that's really important. And making a great album cover is 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 important to me. You know, it, with with kind of the re, the resurgence resurgence of vinyl, it's kind of almost we're talking about the ritual you have with coffee for a lot of people you know, that like to go back to the vinyl and pull it out. It is almost the ceremony of it, you know? I mean... Uh, it's the smell. Yeah. It's, the, <laughs> it, it's it's like... Uh, it's the thing that I think got lost between the early 2000s to, to nowadays when I think the tech companies started to dictate how you're going to listen to mm-hmm. music, how you're going to view music... And I think, especially European fans, always said, fuck that. Especially the German fans. They want their cover. They want their hard copy. And I think a lot of American fans are starting to feel the same. I think that's valid. Uh, uh, Going back to the DVD, how did you end up choosing Scotland? Was there a special reason? We've always had this kind of, that was one of the first places that Anthrax built a following and it was such a loyal following and we always had this kind of marriage there too. I mean, amongst other countries or cities, but we we were going to choose two places, but um, the, the other one that we wanted was too early in the tour and we wanted to kind of have a bunch of shows under our belt. I mean, the other show that we wanted would have looked bigger and better, but this for some reason had the vibe. It may not look aesthetically pleasing as the other places that we played, but the vibe was something that we wanted. I've assumed you've seen it. Is it, uh, is it, is it amazing, remarkable? I think it's good. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it it came to the point where I couldn't watch it anymore. You know, (laughs) It's Are you like, involved oh, in like the the video editing process a lot? Oh, absolutely! And like I said, I couldn't watch it anymore. It's like, okay, it's done. <laughs> I can't, I can't see this anymore. Uh, because you know, you just kind of nitpick it after a while. You know, I know that feeling. Uh, uh, going back in time just a little bit, when Rob quit the band, was that as big of a surprise to you guys as it seemed like for fans like myself? It just seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, I think Rob wanted to spread his wings a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that for the most part is how it happened. Um, you know, whatever we, we, we've always been on good terms, you know, okay. I it's think still- he, oh yeah, absolutely. It was never any animosity. Or, well, or anything about it, you know. Um, and John, a matter, John's a good fit too, by the way. John's awesome. John is great, and um, yeah, they're they're two different styles of of players, but they both really attack the instrument and really lend themselves to that section of the song where they shine. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, in other Anthrax news, uh, your partner Scott has a new book coming out. Uh, have you ever thought about doing a book? I, I, I did think about a book, but I would probably want to do a book while 
after the band. Yeah. I don't want to do a book while the band is still functioning. Okay. So too many stories that you might not tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, what about new music? Is there anything on the horizon? I, I, you get, you got a pretty busy early spring into summer there. Um, yeah, there's, there's stuff already. You've yeah. been writing? Yeah. Yeah. But nothing you want to, you don't want to give me a scoop or any kind of lead, you know? <laughs> it is nothing. I mean, there's just demos, some, some demos and, uh, we really haven't had a chance as a band to get together and kind of work on them so i'm assuming that once this whole thing starts to slow down we will start to put our heads together and get a schedule together and maybe start working on which would which would be for me the the trifecta in this kind of uh these the, the sequence of records that we've done so worship music uh, into uh for all kings into the next one is kind of what you're saying yeah yeah uh um, how spread out are you guys by the way i'm just curious how hard it is to get together i don't think it's hard to get together um because of technology um and back in the days when i would have to send a pigeon out to deliver something <laughs> i don't have to do that anymore i could just push a button and uh did you get it great <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's awesome um you know I, the last two records were great you're bringing joey back uh worship music was phenomenal i thought for all kings is a great follow-up uh, I, I gotta i'm just curious if if, if i have a, the right feeling on it it almost seems like the john bush era needed to happen because it was a very different vibe with him in the band for almost this this almost I don't know resurgence of the of the, the the classic Anthrax sound to come back as strong as it did did it feel that way when you guys were putting this together you know bringing uh, Joey back in I'm saying I think the thing the only thing I could tell you about that is when I first heard Joey sing um, the first song that he sang back in the band like when we were recording was a song fight them till you can't as soon as i heard joey's voice over that song i i just knew it that that's the missing part in our sound and i in the past i would say that we were a bit arrogant about things and i think i would chalk that up to just lack of experience and lack of maturity. Um, and, you know, nowadays I could say it that, you know, Joey is the voice of this band and, and that's it. Okay. John is John Bush was awesome during that time. Uh, John's probably one of my favorite singers of all time. And I'm so glad that he was with us at that period. But I think when I look to the anthrax sound and the style and just that whole thing, I think Joey's the one. He definitely uh, made you guys stick out a lot amongst some of your contemporaries. That style of singing wasn't used in, in bands like Megadeth Slayer and Metallica, Testament Overkill, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, I know you got to get going. Just a couple real short ones. Is there any chance we'll ever hear any of the Dan Nelson stuff? I know some diehards would, would at least like to hear it, but 
Oh, I have no idea. That, okay. that stuff is. That stuff is. I don't even know if there is anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think that's been covered enough, though. I didn't really want to get too deep into that. So, uh, well, you're on tour. I, it's funny you mentioned that, and I was like, "What?" Like, I, I don't even remember that. <laughs> okay. Period. Yeah, it was. It wasn't very much time, I know, and it was. Joy came back in, and things kind of blew up. So that was pretty good. So, um, you're on tour pretty soon here, and uh, that, that I'm looking at the tour dates now. At the end of March, early part of March, the Kill Thrax ends, and then you got a little break before the Slayer tour. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. Okay, for uh, all uh, among <laughs> Kings among Scotland comes out on Ace Frehley's birthday, April 27th. Make sure to get that. And well, Charlie, I really appreciate your time. If you ever get bored, uh, we'd love to have you back on and just talk about music and all things Charlie Benante. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. All right. And I'll be seeing you February 24th in Minneapolis. There you go. All right, Charlie. Thanks for your time. Take care, bro. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.